Arlington police say protests Monday remain generally peaceful, but say there were, quote, several agitators. Send me another unit, please. Send me another unit. A movement, I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. All right, welcome back to Into the Fray. I've been trying to figure out from the beginning why the Democrat Party plays sleepy, creepy, sniffy old Joe a senile deviant whose unlikability is eclipsed only by Hillary Clinton, as frontrunner. He was the most incompetent contestant amid a sea of incompetent contestants in their primary. And make no mistake, he was placed. The Democrat Party has ensured they manage their own affairs. We're fortunate to have the advantages of time and sunlight. The unfolding of events have a way of revealing what's really happening. I'm going to start with Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North on Hannity. What we see now is footage of what's happening right at the airport. That's the inner perimeter. The outer perimeter is serious problems because they've got lists. They've got the names and phone numbers of every one of the folks who work with our country for the last 20 years. They've got the bank records. They've got it all, thanks to the embassy. So that's the number one issue. Second issue. Is it true that the Taliban are using captured U.S. drones like the Switchblade and others seized at the Bagram Air Base and other U.S. bases that are now being reverse engineered by Russian, Chinese, and Pakistani intelligence officers? Because that's a major hazard going forward. Number three, it's been reported the Taliban has captured the payroll data and American embassy and the Kabul banks showing the names, addresses, and phone numbers for locals now being hunted down. Sean, I've been in touch over the course of the last several days with folks who are now got at least a thousand Afghan nationals who work very closely with us. Some of them were my interpreters when I was on the air with you from Afghanistan. We're trying to get them out before they're hunted down. And now they've got the enemy has the addresses and phone numbers and they're calling them up, trying to entice them to come on over. When they come over, they're dead. They've got the bank records. They got it all thanks to the embassy. It's being reported that the Taliban has captured the payroll data from the American embassy and the Kabul banks, showing the names, addresses, and phone numbers for locals now being hunted down. Thanks to the embassy. I already reported on the plumes of smoke coming from the embassy as they burned their documents. Tell me that it was an accident that what they left behind, intact, was a comprehensive list of the names and contact information for every Afghan who worked with us, and that we left enough equipment for a small army. Fox News reported that the Government Accountability Office listed the equipment transferred to the Afghan government. The list included $85 billion, 600,000 weapon systems, over 75,000 armored vehicles, and 200 aircraft, all now in the hands of terrorists. When I followed the link I found for the report, I got this. File not found. The page or item you are looking for could not be found on this site. It may have been relocated, removed, or be temporarily unavailable. Okay, broken link maybe. So I found another article with a link. And another. And another. Same results. 
so I searched GAO.gov myself and found nothing. The report has been scrubbed. So, we've given the Taliban billions of dollars and equipped them with state-of-the-art weapon systems and armor. We've put American military tech in the hands of Russia and China. We've handed the Taliban the names and contact info for everyone who has worked with us. And we've left tens of thousands of Americans behind. And things are not going well for them. Sasha Ingber, national security reporter for Newsy, posted, A source tells me, situation in Afghanistan is rapidly deteriorating. We've had Americans get beaten throughout the night. One of them, an American woman, was beaten twice, even though she was carrying a U.S. passport. Yesterday, the Pentagon press secretary said, Americans are not being impeded as they travel to the Kabul airport. No Americans harmed. The Taliban agreed to let them evacuate. What I am hearing suggests otherwise. Americans have been injured and stopped from boarding planes. I'm also told Taliban is targeting Afghans U.S. worked with, going door to door and executing anyone that has worked with the U.S. That Taliban are searching the cars at checkpoints to find out something related to the foreign countries, especially United States. Separate Sources The Russell Review reported, Serious friction between U.S. and U.K. military commanders at the airport. American forces refuse to leave airport due to deal with Taliban, while British paratroopers are still running constant patrols into the city to collect people from safe houses. British forces are rescuing British, Irish, and Afghan nationals due for evacuation. Any other nationality also picked up if at location. Taliban are aware of patrols and taking no action so far. U.S. command is unhappy with Brits, as they say it puts their deal at risk. It puts their deal at risk? What deal? Americans are beaten in the streets and unable to get to the airport. What's the deal? What are we supposed to get in return for not going out and getting our people? Our courage, might, and grit saved Britain twice in the 20th century. We stomped the Nazis after their prime minister's impotent diplomacy strengthened and emboldened Hitler. Now, it's our leaders fruitlessly negotiating with terrorists while the Brits are out there getting the job done. We should be ashamed of ourselves. But I'm pretty sure that's the point. Then there's this from the Daily Mail. Biden administration was warned last month by U.S. diplomats in Kabul of an impending Taliban catastrophe if troops withdrew and was urged to evacuate all Americans starting on August 1st. 23 diplomats wrote a memo to Anthony Blinken with warnings on July 13th. Cable warned of Taliban's advancing threat and collapse of Afghan forces. The memo also suggested ways to speed up evacuations from Afghanistan. And then there's this, from the National Pulse. Joe Biden's State Department halted a Trump-era crisis response plan aimed at avoiding Benghazi-style evacuations just months before Taliban takeover. The Contingency and Crisis Response Bureau, which was designed to handle medical, diplomatic, and logistical support concerning Americans overseas, was paused by Anthony Blinken's State Department earlier this year. Why? I'm all for shrinking government and ridding ourselves of so many bloated and unnecessary bureaus. But why would you axe this bureau right before a planned and perilous withdrawal? The exact purpose it was designed for. In the face of all of this, 
at some point we have to admit that calling this incompetence is overly charitable, and fatally so. Why did the Dems make Biden their frontrunner? How about plausible deniability? When your president is this batty, who's going to seriously consider anything but incompetence? Let's be honest, though. Neither he nor Kamala are running anything themselves. His own press staff are overriding his statements and keeping their jobs. Someone's giving them the authority to do that. This is part of the managed decline of America that Obama wanted, that Obama and his wife have salivated over since before they were on the world stage. America's place in the world certainly is declining. And of course, as part of it, Twitter is platforming the terrorists while silencing middle America. From the post-millennial, when pressed, a Twitter spokeswoman said that the situation in Afghanistan is rapidly evolving. Taliban tweets will have prioritized labeling in order to provide context, she said. Prioritized labeling? Context? They're platforming terrorists who are doing this. From the blaze. The Taliban are going door to door taking women and children. The people must mark their house with an X if they have a girl over 12 years old, so that the Taliban can take them. If they find a young girl, and the house was not marked, they will execute the entire family. If a married woman 25 years or older has been found, the Taliban promptly kill her husband, do whatever they want to her, and then sell her as a sex slave. Husbands and fathers have given their wives and daughters guns, and told them that when the Taliban come, they can choose to kill them, or kill themselves. It's their choice. There's no way to run. There's nowhere to hide. We have watched these atrocities over and over and over. And this time, we created the circumstances. And what are these deviants doing with their platform? Back to the post-millennial. Suhail Shaheen, a Taliban spokesman for international media. Shaheen's account has more than 350,000 followers, and he mostly uses his account to counter negative stories about his terrorist group. He said that Taliban fighters were not forcing marriage on young girls and women in Afghanistan, and that any statements contrary to his own was poisonous propaganda. Did you take a look at the video footage of the propaganda I put on my Twitter feed? If you haven't listened to Wednesday's episode and you've missed it, check out my feed at Real Into the Fray. And also check out Refugee Lives Matter at Migrant Lives. Disclaimer, don't watch it in front of your kids. Here's a little preview of what's coming for Americans trapped in Afghanistan. From the blaze. Taliban reportedly going door to door looking for Christians to kill them. Christians in Afghanistan say they are fleeing to the mountains as Taliban militants are reportedly going door to door in search of believers in order to kill them. In an official statement issued this week, Leaders in the underground Afghanistan church told missionary group Frontier Alliance International that Christians are being targeted for execution. The Taliban has a hit list of known Christians they are targeting to pursue and kill. The U.S. Embassy is defunct, and there is no longer a safe place for believers to take refuge. All borders to neighboring countries are closed, and all flights to and from have been halted, with the exception of private planes. People are fleeing into the mountains looking for asylum. They are fully reliant on God, who is the only one who can and will protect them. One anonymous Afghan Christian leader told CBN News this week that the Taliban's public insistence that the new regime will be inclusive and tolerant are bald-faced lies. 
The leader said he has already lost contact with other believers in different cities, and he fears that the persecution has only begun. Taliban fighters have reportedly been rifling through people's phones in search of Bible apps. We're hearing from reliable sources that the Taliban demands people's phones, and if they find a downloaded Bible on your device, they will kill you immediately, Dr. Rex Rogers, president of Middle Eastern Christian TV Network Sat7 North America, told the Religious News Service. It's incredibly dangerous right now for Afghans to have anything Christian on their phones. The Taliban have spies and informants everywhere. The Postmillennial also reported this. Fox News shared reports that the Taliban are going house to house in Afghanistan, hanging people who worked with the U.S. Retired Marine Sergeant Ryan Rogers said the interpreter he worked with when he was in Afghanistan during the Battle of Marja in 2010 is unable to leave Kabul. He told me yesterday they hung three Afghan National Army commanders that they had found, Rogers said, and that close to the place he's hiding, they're going house to house, and they sent a transmission out saying they had plans for the people that operated with America. I said, hey, did you see any of this stuff with your eyes? He said, yes, Rogers said. They're not showing this stuff because the people are cheering, but they're scared to death, and they're hanging these people. And he said they're going house to house, and their priorities are Afghan National Army Special Forces, the police special forces, and the interpreters. It's only been a week. It's only been a week, and already Americans are being beaten, they can't get into the airport, Christians are fleeing to the mountains to escape. There's nothing for them in the mountains. Have you seen pictures of that place? There's nothing for them in the mountains. And people who worked with America are being hung, burned, dismembered, shot. It hasn't even been a full week. There's even more in this article. The Daily Wire reported that the Taliban killed a family member of a Deutsche Well journalist on Thursday and that others were injured as the Taliban sought the journalist. Deutsche Well director General Peter Lindbergh said, The killing of a close relative of one of our editors by the Taliban yesterday is inconceivably tragic and testifies to the acute danger in which all our employees and their families in Afghanistan find themselves. It is evident that the Taliban are already carrying out organized searches for journalists, both in Kabul and in the provinces. We're running out of time, Lindbergh said. There's no deal. There's no agreement. The Taliban do what they like and we take it. Why are we taking it? Why aren't we getting our people out? I reported in Wednesday's episode that the U.S. government isn't going to get Americans out of the city. They're instructed to make their own way to the airport, figure it out for themselves. But what happens when they get there? ABC News released this report. We received this audio message from a trapped teacher, a U.S. permanent resident, who says even with the proper paperwork, he couldn't get through. For his safety, we're not naming him. It is insane. There are people holding their American passports. There are people that work with the Americans, uh, and uh, they're not letting anyone in. We are in huge danger, and we need help. From the Daily Wire, the Biden Defense Department said Wednesday afternoon that they don't have the capability to rescue Americans in Afghanistan who cannot get to Kabul's airport, and that they will stay on the ground until the clock runs out suggesting that the United States military intends to stand by its timeline of being fully out of Afghanistan by August 31st, regardless of whether Americans are left behind. We're not going out to get them. They can't get into the airport. 
and we're honoring some arbitrary withdrawal date and running out the clock. We don't have the capability to get our people out? Of course we do. We could retake the whole damn country by the end of next month if we decided to. We have the manpower. We have the tools. We have the tech. We absolutely have the capability to get our people out. What Secretary Austin is lacking is the president's sign-off. Either Biden is preventing that order, or someone pulling Biden's strings is preventing that order. We need boots, armored transports, helos, and Overwatch by AC-130 Spectre gunships. We take over stadiums and other defensible spaces as launch points. Convoys get our people and get them back to the launch points. Helos get them to the airport. We fly them out. Anything that tries to stop us dies. What is lacking here isn't capability. It's intent. This administration does not intend to get our people out. Elections have consequences. Be informed. Stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. (laughs) 